everybody, it's Brother Gary, Hands Cross Borders down in Mexico, and we're continuing on with the John chapter 11 and the story about Lazarus being raised from the dead. And uh, don't forget, we're not in any kind of uh, studio, so you're liable to hear my animals or anything down here. Hope you're having a great day. Let's begin in John chapter number 11, verse number 39. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, the sister of him that was dead. Saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his voice, his his eyes, and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him, and let him go. The many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him, but some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. So we see Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, and we see many great lessons here. So let's begin in verse 39. He begins to tell Martha, uh, you guys go and you get that stone rolled away from there. And she says, Lord, do you not know he's been dead four days and he stinks? And he said unto them, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. You see, when God does things, it's not to bring glory to you and I. And that's that's the fallacy we see in oftentimes modern Christianity. We see people go around to bring themselves glory. Boy, you got to meet this guy. and He's a great celebrity. But all of this is for the glory of God. It's to make God look good that he was doing this so they would know that he was the Messiah. He was the true Messiah. That's why he's praying the way he did. He says that in verse 42. But you see, oftentimes people say, well, see here, if they didn't have, if they didn't believe, if they didn't have the right kind of faith, then Jesus couldn't do anything. That's a bunch of hogwash. Jesus do whatever he wants to. You see, they could see the end result and be happy in that, but they would miss the glory of working together with God and the fulfillment of his plan. That's what he's trying to get across here. I can do it with or without you. The Lord can do his work with or without us. But if we'll let him use us and we'll act on that faith that we have in him, then we'll see the glory of God. We'll be working together with him in the fulfillment of his plan. Isn't that much better? See, it's one thing to say, I believe in this or that or the other. It's another thing to act on your faith, and that's what he's causing them to do. He's making them roll that stone away, showing that they believe that he can do this. Not only that, we see then in verse 41 and 42, we 
we see the stone rolled away. And they're acting on their faith. And they did that by obeying Jesus in this unusual request. They went ahead and did it. And so Jesus is helping to build their faith in him. That's the key that we need to remember is Jesus sometimes may ask us these unusual requests or allow crazy things to happen in our lives so that we may trust him through it and it will build our faith in him and as a result brings him glory. Now notice we come now to the prayer and the Bible says he lifted up his eyes and he's telling them thank you father and he he says I'm saying this publicly that they may hear what I'm saying. It's for their benefit, not mine. And so he's praying, why? So they realize he is the true Messiah, that the Father did send him. He is the Son of God. So he prays, and when he's done praying, he cries with a loud voice for Lazarus to come forth. Now, notice this. The words that he says, Lazarus, come forth, verse 43, they are what? They are direct and brief. He's not big liturgy, you know, he's not eloquently speaking and all that. It's just direct and brief. And that's what the Lord wants from you and I. When we speak with him, when, when we're dealing with things, it's just be direct and brief. Notice this, the When he says, Lazarus, come forth, he comes forth, verse 44. And he still has the grave clothes on him. And so he wasn't resurrected, but resuscitated. He arose bound in the grave clothes, for he's going to need them again. Lazarus is going to die. Eventually, Lazarus is going to die. But for this time, he's resurrected. But notice the difference between Lazarus and the Lord. When the Lord rose from the dead on that third day, He left the grave clothes behind in his tomb, never again having to need them. And so that's the big difference there. And so he was resuscitated. And as a result of that, verse 45, many believed on him, that he was that true Messiah. See, here's the key. The Lord is showing all through this who he really is. He's the son of God. He's the Messiah. And when difficult times come, he allows those sometimes so that he may do a work in yours and my life and we can act on the faith that we have in him. And as a result of that, it glorifies God and builds our faith. That's the key to this here. He is who he said he was. And as he works in our everyday lives, He builds our faith in Him that we believe more and more. Isn't that how it works as we grow in the Lord? We trust Him more and more to take care of our our, uh, physical being and and our well-being as we travel through life. We trust Him for safety and different things like that. How is your walk with God? You may walk around and say, man, I believe this, this, and this, but do you act on that faith? And that faith that you have, is it in faith or is it in the Son of God? 